Hello and welcome to episode 1163, 1183 of The Sleeper and the Bus. It is June 6th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this afternoon by Justin Mason. Justin, I'm already screwing things up. What's yeah. Hey, good afternoon. At least I'm not saying good morning. So there we go. Send me to A-Ball. Yeah, you no, actually, the complex leak. The complex yeah, the, that's what we're going to do. We're going to send you down to Florida. We're going to get you right um, and hopefully, uh, you know, get you back in time to help for the playoff push. Obviously, if you listen to this, probably already know what we're referencing. It's Alec Manoa. We'll get into that momentarily. That news was actually trumped about an hour before we started. Uh, the top news that we have to talk about, and we're actually going to do a we're gonna do a poop sandwich. You know you're supposed to have the sandwich with the good stuffs on the end. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to start poop, mm-hmm. fun stuff, and then end with poop before we get into the key pickups from week 10. And I should stop saying poop because um, that's gross. Yeah. But Jacob deGrom having TJ, that sucks. Um, the 60-day IL move, we all thought it was procedural. That's what we were told. You know, I, I'm sitting on Sirius today saying, oh, I play uh, out-of-the-park baseball, and you move a guy to the 60 to get that 40-man roster spot. That's probably all this is. I'm going to believe the Rangers. And minutes after I do that spot, TJ, obviously an easy cut, but let's spin it forward, Justin. Where are you going to be on Jacob deGrom going forward? I mean, you play dynasties. You play keepers. What's his value there? You buy in super low or are you selling to get anything right now on Jacob deGrom well where are you at on, on him right now I mean probably both depending on what kind of situation I'm in like if I'm if I'm a competitive team like right now you've got to sell him for anything you can get I mean he's in his 30s and now getting his second Tommy John he's pretty much washed until 2025 so like it's you know at this point you know yeah he's, exactly he's gonna miss the majority he's gonna miss the rest of this year and the majority of next year if not all of next year um and so it would be a super long-term play i can understand making that play if uh if you're kind of rebuilding uh or if you have a lot of il stints in, in a dynasty league but ultimately uh if i'm trying to compete right now i'll sell them for whatever i can get to kind of try to javier baez yeah a 59 WRC plus right now. Uh, so <laughs> maybe not keep that. Going. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. Okay, that, but that's, that's, that's what I'm really trying to see. Would you just take a body? I mean, he's got three homers, five steals. There's a little fantasy contribution there, but 59. I feel like you WRC get plus is horrendous. You know, maybe Ta- Taylor Ward. We're gonna yes, talk about him a bit absolutely. more later. Okay. Yeah, and even like I, Jose like Abreu, like an old player okay. that's been struggling. That is, he's playing like, like Baez though. Yeah, but he's he, down. He's I down feel in like, that range. I feel like there's got to be a you know, he's at least hitting in the middle of a really great lineup. Yes, that's true. And if he does get anything going, about that this runs and ribbies should at least be there. Ooh, man. Yes, I, I would is the answer. But as far yeah. as Tim Anderson specifically, obviously doesn't feel great right now. But I think this is a guy that you just have to kind of stick with. It's not a hundred percent this year, Semyon, but it's, I got that same sort of vibe with Tim Anderson, where I'm just I'm not gonna quit him. In fact, he even has zero homers. He yeah. doesn't have the power of Semyon, but I don't believe that he's totally homerless. But he could have a light year because he would never had great power to begin with on Tim Anderson. Yeah. But anyway, we're out on Degrom. I'm taking anything. I really am. Um, in a dynasty, I mean, if I can really give anything, if I could give a Baez or something. I could see myself. I, you said you, you you can go both ways with it. I'm with you too. Yeah. Depending on what kind of format I'm uh, where I'm at, at in the dynasty league, I could maybe take the hail mary. But 
it has to be like nothing. You have to basically be giving them away for free, or else I'm not in. I'm, I'm absolutely going to check in though in in every dynasty league. Might like, as well see how know, desperate. Yeah, just you know, like any dynasty league where I'm rebuilding right now, because um, I don't have Degrom in any dynasty league at the moment. I'm definitely checking in and being like, hey, what do you want? You know, Jacob Degrom over under of point five. 120 inning seasons the rest of his career. So does he have one? Yes, over. Okay. Okay. I hope you're right. I have no reason to want to be against him. I love watching Jacob DeGrom pitch. I mean, if he pitched this well with a torn UCL, like imagine once it's actually repaired. Like I still believe. I mean, there will be the honeymoon phase, right? So if we can get, you know. And the honeymoon phase may last the rest of his career at this point. Well, I was going to say those two years could be. The, the rest of his career, though. But if they if he goes out with, like, back-to-back buck 80s of being DeGrom, it was worth it, right? Like, e- even if those... I mean, he's, he is 35, after all. Like, well, how much is left on the clock anyway? I think people forget sometimes that he broke out old. This might just be it, though, too, right? Like, there might not be a honeymoon phase. It, T, uh, a TJ isn't the same. We just saw Verlander come back great from the TJ, so that's great. But it could also go the Strasburg way, right? Where it, it's it's over for him, and that that's just a huge bummer. Uh, but let's talk positively on the pitching side here. Justin Andrew Abbott debuted, dominated, and gave us yet another week. I want to say it's ten out of ten weeks here, uh, depending on what your numbering structure is with that first week of of games that we're going to have a huge pitching prospect for people to bid on. Is anybody going to have any money left for Andrew Abbott? What do you think of his first outing? Um, I mean, you definitely saw the, the raw stuff like being really interesting. Uh, there was some command and control problems uh, that led to a number of walks. He's had a lot of command issues uh, in AAA this year uh, that led to home runs. Uh, while the walk rate was good in, in AAA, it was not good in AA last year. I worry that, you know, the one thing I don't want to see from a Cincinnati Reds pitcher is command and control problems. Because um, it leads directly to homers, right? Yeah, especially in Cincinnati where, yep. you know, anybody can get homer on Cincinnati. Um, I'm a lot more conservative on his outlook for this season. Uh, That's I, fair. I also want to remind people he was going up against the Brewers, and we've been stressing the Brewers are the worst team in baseball against left-handed pitching. Um, you got to pick on them. Yeah, I, I mislabeled him in my SP chart as a as a righty. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a lefty, it, the matchup got even better, like you said, because yeah. Milwaukee. And they couldn't take advantage. So I did say he dominated. I was box score scouting and just going off of like one hit, no runs or whatever. But the four walks and only an 8% swing strike rate, I don't think it's going to tamp bids down. People are going to see the mm-hmm. six scoreless from a big strikeout stud who was a hot prospect, and the prices are going to be up. But... I'm with you. I think that this could be one of the lower success ones. Or maybe not that he doesn't even have like great starts of success, but that the bombs could really sting, particularly in Cincinnati for Abbott. Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to be very similar to his teammate Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, who Bingo. have you know shown periods of greatness and then periods of unusability. So and, and the one dud wipes out three good ones. Yep. Dep- I mean, obviously, depending how bad it is. But I call it dud. Anything for me a dud five earned runs minimum because yeah. you One can't Manoa fake a good ERA. Your, you- <laughs> yeah, you get Manoa, and um, I, I can't believe it, by the way, with him with regards, and again, we're going to get into it, but like 
it just keeps getting worse. Like what yesterday's start was so bad. But more good Reds news also today. This was the so maybe baseball was trying to do uh, a a good you know like they call it the compliment sandwich or whatever where you, you say something nice, critique, and then say something nice again. And I called it a poop sandwich earlier. But maybe MLB is doing the one the right way. They had the Ellie De La Cruz news that he's coming up the Jacob deGrom news, and then maybe we'll get good news of another good call-up right before games start. But right now we got Ellie Dale Cruz. He's up. Another big bid coming. We haven't had as many big bid hitters. In fact, a lot of people probably have been saving their money for Ellie Dale Cruz. I think the easiest way to go here is to talk O'Neill Cruz, and not just because they have similar last names, but because of the super loud skills that translate very well into fantasy, but the remarkably volatile plate skills that can leave them susceptible to problems. That said, I don't want to fully rain on the Ellie De La Cruz parade because I do think this could be special. How excited are you about what uh, De La Cruz has done? <laughs> I mean, there is no more like high risk, high reward prospect. I think that is going to be coming up. I mean, except for maybe his teammate Christian in Carcino Strand, he'll yeah. be up probably at some point. This Reds team is going to be really, really interesting. Um, he's already totally batting agree. fourth in the lineup today. Uh, oh man, there's a ton of power. There's speed. I'm interested to see where he's going to play defensively long term uh, yep. for the Reds, uh, especially with Incarcio Strand coming up and Matt McCain uh, needing to come or uh, already being up. So, ugh, man, uh, I mean, I think he's one of those guys like if you need power, this is the dude. This is the dude. Go grab, spend whatever fab you need to go get him uh, because you're not going to find guys who can deliver this kind of power off of the waiver wire, especially in this kind of new era of baseball. Absolutely. Uh, L.A. De La Cruz could be so special off rip, or he could strike out 40% of the time. One thing I want to caution about, or or at least question, because I don't want to say caution, because I actually don't know the answer, and if somebody does, please hit me up. I'm wondering if the spike and walk rate, almost 2x from last year to 14%, is simply teams pitching around him, making it so obvious that anybody can take a walk. I don't know that it's legitimate growth there, uh, so I don't want to get caught up in that. It is such a blip, and he's been so electric that I really just think teams are probably just trying to not get beaten by Ellie De La Cruz. So if there is legitimacy there, I'm going to be really excited. I don't think there is. So you're looking at a 27% K rate, bunch of 30s throughout his career, uh, low to mid-teens swinging strike rates. That's the downside with Ellie De La Cruz is that he mm -hmm. doesn't make enough contact to be impactful. But I do agree that like there's not going to be much better coming. So if you're talking about $1,000 budgets like the NFBC and no $0 bids, what are you willing to leave yourself? How thin are you willing to leave yourself, particularly if offense is the biggest issue that you have? Like, I'm not even saying for my purposes because that, that is my team's setup, but I don't have enough money. I don't think I'll be able to yeah, get Yeah, I'm not, not going to be team, able to get him anywhere. My team needs an Ellie De La Cruz. I've just tried to spike it with the smaller guys that I've basically ate up a bunch of money now. So I couldn't, I won't be able to afford them anyway. But how short would you leave yourself for an Ellie De La Cruz in, in an NFC situation? $1,000 budget, no $0 bids. I mean, you want to have at least 100 bucks heading into August. So um, if you, especially if you want to compete for a league title or, or an overall. Uh, and so. I would say well, it helps. Didn't <laughs> Kramatola run out in mid-August? Yeah, but like that, I mean, it's an exception. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm like, just saying you don't 
have to if everything. You don't works have to out. technically, but you know, anything you know when when the players are cooperating, that, that anything is su- works. Yeah, doesn't that mean such, it's a strategy, and that is such an aberration because like two injuries would have crushed him. Like right, if he was taking Absolutely. two zeros, especially, and with, he knows that by the yeah, way, we're, yeah. we're not we're not here yeah. to, to critique Bob or undercut his win. That's what makes a win so special, though, right? Is that things like that come through. He laid the foundation. Mm-hmm. He made a great game plan. He kicked ass week in week out. But then he needed Lady Luck to carry him over the finish line and I, with yeah, regards like, to I, health. Anybody who's won an overall will tell you there were there was if you obvious, win a league, yeah, you, there's, you, there's you get things involved. like that. Yeah, so hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I. I don't think I would want to be under a hundred bucks after bidding on a guy like Ellie Dilly Cruz. Like I, okay. I, I can understand doing it. And there are guys like in my main event right now who are already under a hundred bucks. Um, Every, everyone in my, it, this seems fast for this. So maybe, maybe I'm just mm-hmm. not remembering checking this in previous years, but early June, everyone's under 480 in my league. Wow. Doesn't that feel? That's, feels excessive and only three teams have over 400 we've been a spending I th- league i think part of the problem is is we haven't had a fabapalooza we've just had week in and Every- week out and it and you know what it allows everyone to get involved yeah right people are upshifting downshifting and you win two guys one week you don't have to get in on the next one so that takes out one of the people maybe other people don't want to bid on that guy because it doesn't fit a need so the fact that it has been spread out and we've had a pitching prospect a week damn near minimum one and then you know decent hitting that you can cycle in and voila nobody has any damn money i wish i could get Mm -hmm. a, a read of the entire main event that'd be cool if there was a page of everyone's fab i'm sure we could figure it out but you have to go into every league, I guess, though. Yeah, right? yeah, I think you'd have to go into every league and do it. And look. I ain't doing that shit. Yeah, me neither. Okay, so anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> We're excited about L.A. De La Cruz. He won't be on either of our teams. Oh, I'm sure people care about this, but um, and this might influence your bids. In my out-of-the-park sim where we played the Reds, he was nicknamed Smelly De La Cruz <laughs> because he had a particularly horrendous playoff run in uh 2027 where he put up a minus six wrc plus in oh 42 my God. appearances with a 29 percent carry the funny thing was he walked 14 percent. that was the only value de la cruz was offering he was traded the subsequent offseason and his nickname like i said is now smelly de la cruz so i hope that if you win him you don't get a smelly de la cruz i will say he was a big part of the reason that we were in the playoffs but once he had that bad playoff we basically voted him off the island survivor style and kicked him to uh, to Minnesota for Royce Lewis in, in a huge trade. Anyway, nobody cares about that, but I thought I'd make people laugh by calling him Smelly De La Cruz. AJ Shaver was called up for Atlanta. This isn't like Fabapalooza type guy, but he's pretty damn interesting, isn't he? Are we getting uh, any sort of Spencer Strider type vibes here? with the crazy swing and miss that he's got, the accelerated path through the minors this year. He's going to come up in the bullpen. You know, could be transitioned to starting later. He's been starting in the minors, even though it's only seven starts, 33 innings. But where are you at on A.J. smith Shaver? I think he's going to be starting in the majors soon, right? Yeah, isn't that, they sent down Mike Soroka um, after oh, Soroka's okay. last start, and he's going to be replacing him in the rotation. Um, he is so already start made, this weekend. Yeah, um, I heard maybe Thursday. Uh, oh, I, um, I saw Friday or Saturday just okay, now. Okay, maybe, um, maybe maybe that's right. Um, 
you know, and while he only went two and a third inning, uh, he you know he did go seven in his last minor league start uh, in Triple A. Uh, so like he does have the ability to kind of go deep into games. Um, I'm very interested to kind of see him, you know, pitch more. You know, I watched the two inning outing, uh, and he looked really really good, but that's still two inning relief outing. So. I definitely want to see him kind of go the distance and uh, and see if he can get the swings and misses. I don't know that he he profiles necessarily as like um, a Spencer Strider. Strider type. You know, okay. Strider's like a guy with two elite pitches, whereas uh, he has more of a um, he a has bit, a third pitch. He's, does. he's got a third pitch, but none of them are elite. I don't think so. Okay, necessarily. Uh, That's so. fair. He's just had some really great swing and miss coming up. Mm-hmm. But he's also a little bit Mason Millery, at least Mason Miller plus. Let me say because he has one one stop, uh, twenty twenty two where he had sixty nine innings. That's more. That's double the pro innings that Mason Miller had. Uh, in addition to let's see, what is that? Twenty one, about thirty three innings so far this year as well, which I think is around Mason Miller's total. So you know he got about a hundred, hundred and ten innings in the majors. He was just drafted in twenty one though. Yeah. So it's he, not he like Shaver's been around all this is time. his fourth level this year. Like he started yes. the year in, in in single A. High so like um like this is this is really, really impressive. Uh, I don't know that I'm gonna go balls to the wall on him, but uh, he'll definitely be in some of my bids uh where he's still available. I, I'm sure he's been picked up in a number of leagues just because uh, he's kind of a name that got uh, brought up. Was he eligible this week? I weekend? believe he was, yeah. So I wasn't I, I, I wasn't as in. Okay, yeah. No, he was called up oh, on no, Sunday. He, he, he was on Sunday. So he was not eligible in NFBC, but he was eligible in other leagues. Yeah. Got it. There you go. So those leagues, you know, in which most of y'all play, so we, we're not going to discount those leagues. Um probably already picked up but make sure he was right he might have slipped mm-hmm. under the radar in some of the shallower formats especially because it looked like he was going to be relieving and now smith shaver is going to start this weekend and um, if you can pick up daily you might want to do it now before the start because if he starts well the price you know quintuples easily so i'm interested in in smith shaver and it should be cool to see what he can do uh manoa destroyed again sent to complex league are you holding anywhere at this point no no, I don't think you could or should. Um, I mean, I, I don't think you were holding before this, by the way. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't dropped him in all of my leagues uh, as of yet, but he had been benched in all of my leagues. He is now going, I mean, he's single-handedly destroying me in my Gladiator League. Um, yeah. Because I can't get him off of my roster. Yeah, you can't in that, even in that format. Take him out. So, like, and I'm in third place, and he's just destroying me. Um, oh, just a, yeah, you're you're like, imagining I, where you it, would it, be without that. If I had drafted you and gotten zero stats, I'd be in first place in that league. I'm, I developed a new cutter. I, I yeah. learned the Welsh's cutter, mm-hmm. which is elite. So mm-hmm. that, now I can dominate. All right, week ten key pickups. Let's hit the deep leagues. Let's start. Uh, this is an NFBC specific thing because I think this guy's more available in other leagues. But Royce Lewis was a big hot pickup this week. Um, he hadn't been drafted, of course, because he was going to be missing time. So that's why he was available in the NFBC. If you don't get drafted in cut then you have to debut back in the majors even if you're a guy who's already been in the majors so he was a hot pickup it was somebody i wanted but i knew i couldn't afford and it's why i know there's no universe where i'll get um uh, smelly this week because like again somebody's gonna go several hundred i i think on on um de la cruz in every league probably and that's where lewis was 
are you excited about Lewis returning for the Twins? And by the way, we should throw in, he had that crazy collision. Did you see that? Yeah. That shit hurt my neck, dude. Oh, mm -hmm. my God, just seeing it. He flips over. He lands on his head and his neck. Oh, my God, just watching it really, really, really impacted me. I hated it. It really was. Mm. Imagine how it impacted him. But anyway, day-to-day, -day, no concussion. Where were you on Lewis before that? And did this change your opinion with the uh, with the flip? I mean, I think this is just indicative of my fears about Royce Lewis. I think Royce Lewis on a per plate appearance basis is gonna be a really good player. I think he's you know, he's got power, he's got speed, I think he's got a, a pretty darn good hit tool. Uh, and I just don't know if he can stay healthy. Like he's just he always seems to get hurt. I mean, we got to see him with that, 2019 in Arizona Fall League right. when he and he was fantastic and then got he hurt. MVP. Yeah. Um, you know, like I I'm just so afraid he's gonna get hurt. And so like I was not in on the two hundred dollar plus bidding on Royce Lewis. One, because I can't really afford two hundred plus dollars, and two, <laughs> uh I just I don't want to spend two hundred plus dollars on somebody that really potentially could not be here tomorrow. Um, yeah, that's just so scary. And that can happen to anybody, but the risk is heightened with yeah. Lewis. He's had so many injuries. He's, you know, two torn ACLs. You know, this collision reminds me of his teammate, Byron Buxton, who has a lot of parallels to exactly what you're talking about. When he also got into a collision on the bases, and you're just like, man, even the fluke stuff happens to these yeah. guys and it's severe. It's not even just standard issue injuries that you get while playing and being active and playing a, a key defensive position. So thankfully it seems like he's going to be okay, but my God, that was pretty terrifying. If he's still out there, obviously pick him up. I think, I think he's an all formats guy. I think even yeah, 10 teamers yeah. should be having Royce Lewis. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's move on from Lewis into our next guy, which is Josh Donaldson back on the radar, hitting a few homers, Starting to get some deep league intrigue. Are you picking him back up in shallow leagues at all? Where, where were you on? Were you on in on Donaldson at all this weekend, where he was available? Uh, I was in on him, but I didn't end up with him anywhere. Um, he's a guy that, when he plays, he's going to offer power. Uh, and with how banged up the Yankees seem to always be, like I think he's going to play fairly regularly. So uh, the question is, how long will he? you know, be around before he gets banged up because Donaldson has had un been unable to stay healthy uh, for the last few years. Um, I didn't get him anywhere only because I wasn't willing to go the extra couple bucks I needed to, but I totally understand people. If, if you're power deficient, he's a guy who's going to be widely available in your leagues. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, if, if you need pop, like you said, you, you, you got to look at Donaldson. Seems boring, could be an easy cut. I don't think you have to go crazy, though, either, though, too, because mm -hmm. the name value here is probably higher than the actual value. I don't think people are going to be jamming up the uh, the bids to get Josh Donaldson. He's still going to be available in shallower formats and could play himself back into relevance. That is definitely on the table. What about Tucapita Marcano over in Pittsburgh? Kind of a dual, like a little bit of everything type guy. Not so much power, but just like a quality player, but leading off a bunch for the Pirates, three homers, four steals, actually showing a nice little flare of power there, uh, but not usually super powerful. So I, I would be surprised, honestly, if he hit like five more the rest of the way playing every day. But Marcano has been off to a fast start with that. The four for four on the bases doesn't strike out. Was he on your radar at all, Tucapita Marcano? Yeah, he's a guy that I've actually I picked up uh, a week ago in a couple leagues and in other oh, leagues nice. uh, this week. I 
uh, I added him. Anytime a guy's leading off, he's got value because that's run scored. And uh, like we've talked about all season long, Pittsburgh's offense not as bad as people yeah. have made it out to be. Uh, and they're starting to pick it back up again after a little bit of a slump in the month of May. So, uh, yeah. They're still leading that division, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I wrote their... I wrote their eulogy with the early start or early mm-hmm. awful start in May. You know, four and zero back at it a bit here in June. That's that's after two wins to close out the month, so six straight. They might be responding after getting kicked, and they mm-hmm. got their ace going tonight. A little two gamer against Oakland. You got to take both those, right? Those are gimmies. If you drop those at home, oh wait, no, sorry, the series started yesterday, so mm-hmm. they got to take two out of three at least. I, I I never say you have to sweep somebody because that's just really hard to do. Of course, it would be great to sweep uh, when you're playing such a lowly team, but Keller should hopefully secure the. Uh, um, series tonight with a big outing what about ryan noda in oakland dude's got some monstrous power kind of another brent rooker type it seems like oakland's just like you know what we're just gonna throw some power out there got seth brown shay langliers jj bladay with noda and rooker and let's just try to uh get whatever we can a few homers for the uh you know tens of fans who are there and no shade on those fans for not showing up f that owner i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't show up either I do not blame the fans at all. But Ryan Noda is cooking lately, was a bit on the radar. Six homers, two steals, and 201 plate appearances. You in on Ryan Noda in Oakland? Uh, it's a short-term play. I mean, the underlying skills aren't great. Uh, and he's only making like 74% zone contact, which is over 10% uh, below league average. We know there's power. There's actually speed, too, uh, yeah. in the profile. The problem is he does not play every day. He gets platooned. Um, 381 Babbitt. By yeah. the way, to, to your point about the skills not being that great, that's the first thing I'm going to look at then is the BABIP. He did start against the last lefty that they played mm-hmm. and played third, batted third. And, you know, maybe as the season goes on, they just, like, either cut bait on Aziz Aguilar or trade him for yeah. nothing or whatever, and, and then he can play every day. But uh, I don't know. It's th- This has the feeling of a guy who's just going to kind of vacillate from being hot into being ice cold. I completely and, agree there. Yep. So you know, he picked you, up you, five times this year. Exactly. Right? And so pick him up now and then drop him once he cools back down and, you know, move on to the next guy. Yeah, you can get your moment with Noda. Uh, he's picked up for $9 in my league. If he gets a week, that's a bargain. And somebody else could pick him up. And depending on where he is in the hot streak, he might pay upwards of $25 out of a 1000 But that's the kind of guy we're talking about here with Ryan Noda. Not, and that's why we got to get away from so much rest of season stuff because he's not rest of season, but he's right now particularly if they've got righties on the uh, on the docket. Mm-hmm. Next up is Mitch Garver. Now, I don't believe that he has catcher yet in a lot of leagues, but obviously if he gets that, that changes things. Um, I'm trying to – I'm going to look up. He's played like five games there this year, four games. So I don't even think anywhere that that qualifies. He did have 14 last year. So if you play in an under 20, he already had it. But where Garver doesn't have uh, catcher yet in his utility, let's say you have the five-gamer. He only needs one more. You automatically picking him up? No. He's, he's got he's got three homers and a 10-14. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like what if, Okay. I guess it, you answer my next question with your hesitancy here because I was going to say, what if he needs 10, which means you need six more games? Yeah, then, but, yeah you're, what, you're not. Pull, pull like, up his hitting numbers, though, real quick, because it seems like maybe you're not as familiar with the fact that he's raking, and I'm not saying that to call you out. but No, no I, uh, I, I, know, I know he's hitting over 300, but he's also got like an almost 40% strikeout rate. That, okay, um, that's fair. I mean, yeah, it's the Babbitt. I mean, the Babbitt is obscene. Of, the power is what I care about, though. And, like, it's hard because you want a piece of this Texas lineup, but, like, 
is he going to play every day because the rest of the Texas lineup is so good? And I know they don't want him catching regularly, and they've got Jonah Hyatt at all. Hitting. Really. Yeah, like yeah, like so, like uh, I don't know. <gasps> he's like, catching today. The lineup's in. He's catching today. Mitch Carver, game number five, so he qualifies it, in those leagues. Mm-hmm. So now he's five away, though. But he was and already this, probably eligible in those leagues. That's true too. If if, if that's if, true, if, if they're five in season, means they're probably ten preseason. So that or fifteen. Well, no, if he was fifteen, he missed by one. Never mind. But yeah. that's right. So, okay, I will say this though: if all you need is some offense, the batting average is not going to hold. But if you need some power, I think I would rather pay probably single digits. Maybe I'm underestimating. Sure, but something cheaper than what I would pay for Donaldson, who I also don't think is going to be expensive, but I think between those two, I think Garver's going to be cheaper, and that's who I'd prefer. Am I crazy on that, Garver versus Donaldson? No, I don't, I don't think you're crazy, and especially if you've got, like, a weak C2 that you go, okay, once Garver does get eligibility, I can slide him in there. That makes sense. Okay, cool. That's kind of all where I'm at with him. Now, this guy is catcher eligible, I believe. Yeah, Gary yes, Sanchez yeah. is catcher eligible. He latched on with San Diego now. Uh, hit a couple homers, so put himself back on the radar. C2, any league with two catchers, some a catcher breathes on the weekend. He's getting picked up in some some places. So a couple homers there for San Diego. Uh, three homers, excuse me. He is raking right now. It's a hot streak, of course, 43% homer to fly ball. Yin on Sanchez as a C2. Dare I say maybe as a C1 in 12s or 15s at all. I've picked him up in if, a number of leagues. If there was leagues. a one-catcher league, sorry. sorry. Yeah, I picked him up in a number of leagues this week. Um you know, like it's it's probably a short term solution for my teams, but if you look at San Diego, like what do they have offensively behind the plate? And they need offense. This is a team that, in spite yeah. of all these stars, the top half of that lineup, like they're not hitting super well as a team. So I, you know, he's hitting in the middle of a lineup in San Diego that should, should be pretty darn good. And unlike the situation in New York when he was with the Mets for you know a hot second. Uh, there's no reason for San Diego to move on from him um, at no. any point. Like it, Austin Nola sucks, and Luis Camposano has never lived up to the hype that he had as a prospect. So uh, I, I could see Sanchez being their regular catcher moving forward, and even with a low batting average, hitting a bunch of home runs, which I'll take. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, especially as a C2. I think he might. I think Gary Sanchez might put himself into some C1 viability, believe it or not. so Especially because they've been DHing him a little bit too, which means... And that saves him, his energy. Well, it, it also adds plate appearances that you don't normally yeah. get from a catcher. So, exactly. And neither Matt Carpenter or Nelson Cruz has been the answer at DH. No. Now, unfortunate because it would have been cool if they were kind of the ultimate mm-hmm. uh, platoon there, but they're being platoon for a reason. Age is certainly catching up to both of them. Uh, next up is Reese Olsen as we shift over to the mound. Now, he had the benefit of folks got to see his weekend start fresh on Friday. He pitched very well, five innings, two runs, two, earn, uh, two hits, a walk, and six punches for Reese Olsen. Walks were a bit of an issue in AAA. Uh, and this was after kind of getting him in order in 2022, but having walk issues before that. So it seems like it can crop up as an issue. Obviously survived it here in his debut with just one walk. That doesn't say anything, you know, that, that it's fixed or where it's at. But there is swing and miss here. And Reese Olsen could have a pretty lengthy opportunity because Eduardo Rodriguez's injury is going to be a while. And the simple fact is they don't have five guaranteed. Yeah. Like if, if Eduardo came back quickly for some reason, Wentz could easily be out for Olsen. So that doesn't mm-hmm. matter either. What do you think of Reese Olsen? Were you in on him this weekend? 
and is he a longer term option for you? I feel like we're just making up names at this point. Like, <laughs> just so we have just so we have pictures to bid on every yeah, single week. Exactly. Uh he's interesting um because he's got, you know, four pitches and and one of them's pretty good and uh, the problem is command and control, I think, are going to be an issue for him. And he's on Tigers, who aren't going to win a lot of games. And uh, Yeah, I said it. I'm sorry, bud. Rude. But it's the truth. Uh, I, I was mediocre on him. Like, I threw a few, like, single-dollar bids on him. Didn't get him anywhere. Uh, I, I got former teammate Julio Theron uh, mm. in a number of leagues. And that stream worked out pretty well for the first part of the week. Julio Theron, man, always liked him. Mm-hmm. Never completely panned out to the prospect type because it was really, really no. high. But you look back on it like that's a good prospect still. Mm-hmm. You don't have to reach your height to be considered, you know, a plus as far as as far as a prospect pan out. Atlanta got thirteen hundred and sixty innings of a three sixty seven ERA and a one twenty one whip. That's an yeah. elite run out for a prospect so anyway always loved him and uh, you took the chance on the two-step with the first one being at cincy did allow two homers just so happened to be nobody on base mm-hmm. during that time so six and a third two runs five hits for julio tehran nice scoop there. and that nuggets oakland in the other week uh, well yeah. the way baseball runs he'll give up seven there yeah fuck. hopefully you get the you should get the real strong double dip mm-hmm. there they just don't really seem to sneak up on anybody uh they're just so bad Brian Wu over in Seattle, as they just keep churning out pitchers of interest. Were you in on him? I think he got shellacked just, on Saturday. Yeah, he got he got absolutely trounced. That's right, seven hits, six earned, uh, with in, in just two innings of work, and that was on Saturday. So he was available. That kept prices down. Did you take that bargain, or were you like, no thanks? He went twenty six in my league to only a three backup too. So. It looks like the Saturday start really influenced Brian. What did you think about him? Yeah, I mean, again, another command control issue with Brian Wu, um, and uh, and we we saw it kind of on full display in his first yeah, start. I would say uh, so. And he's jumping up from Double A. Like I, I'm not super interested in Brian Wu. I mean, a guy who who can strike batters out, but also probably walk the yard, give up the home runs and things like that. So, uh, I think he's a little too volatile for my taste. I think that's totally fair. Cutter Crawford over in Boston is going to get himself an opportunity, it looks like, with Chris Sale going down, unfortunately. Of course, I cut Cutter Crawford last week, so that's pretty sick. I love that. And I have Chris, not that anyone, sorry, sorry not to make it about me, but he's been really impressive. Uh, 33 and two-thirds innings, 348, 095. Now, most of that is in relief, so it's obviously easier, but the skills have been awesome. He's got a great fastball. And shouts to my boy Greg, who I always bring up, my Bob Sacamano, because he loves Cutter Crawford. What did you think of Crawford? Were you in on scooping him or available this weekend? I didn't get him anywhere, but I kind of wish I had. Boston seems like they're starting to uh, commit to him in the rotation, moving older guys out of the rotation into the bullpen. Uh, So finally doing what they should have been doing a while ago. And Pavetta, you know, Wall reliever too. So uh, I think there's a really good opportunity by a guy who's got really interesting skills. I think there are times where he makes mistakes, especially in the zone. But ultimately, I think he's still kind of just learning, and I think he's going to continue to learn, and he's on a team that's going to provide plenty of run support in Boston. So uh, I like Crawford a lot. I think he's a guy that people should be scooping on. This is kind of, I agree, by the way, this is kind of a dope rotation now. Mm-hmm. Paxton Crawford, Cutter, or Paxton, Paxton Crawford was a player, by the way. James Paxton, Cutter Crawford, Garrett Whitlock, Tanner Houck, Brian Bayo. And if they had yeah. Sale in there over one of them, 
or like he'll come back and then Paxton will probably go out. So consider that like the old lefty leading it and then the four righties. That's kind of dope now. Yeah. Whereas coming into the year, I was like, I hate their pitching so much. Now, if I'd have knew, known they were going to commit to the to the youth movement, um, then I would have been much more interested because mm-hmm. now I actually quite like this. Uh, all right, Tommy Henry in Arizona. I want to say, does he have a two-step this week? Is he does, and that's why he has okay. a Detroit-Washington two-step, which is going oh, to blow good. up massively in his face today because, as we've talked about, well, Washington, that part, is, yeah. Washington is one of the best teams against left-handed pitching this year. And they uh, don't strike out at all And they don't strike out all anybody. And Tommy Henry doesn't strike out anybody. So this is going to end poorly, I think, for Tommy Henry. Uh, I made a prediction on the FWFB pod last night that people were going to regret this uh, tremendously, this pickup. So, um, yeah, good get, luck with I that get, one. I get the thought process, but the 542 Sierra just kept screaming no-go to me. And our constant talks about Washington not even being that good of a matchup. And if I recall correctly, the times that the Tigers have been doing anything of note, I want to say it's been against lefties. So you got two bottom teams that you're like, oh, this is a great opportunity. But when you dig a little bit deeper, you realize that the one thing that they do is actually find a little bit of success against Southpaws. And this is a Southpaw who's not so, that good in Tommy. Sometimes Henry. it's better to take the one good start than the two bad, you know, or, and this or would, mediocre. And yes. uh, this is, I think it's going to end up ending poorly for people to roster Tommy Henry. It, it, it could be rough. By the way, I do have it wrong. Um, well, actually, no. The Tigers were hitting lefties a while ago. They've been bad against both sides the last 30 days, mm-hmm. though. They're, they're, the wheels are falling they're just off bad, after, yeah. after a little fun run with the injury now, too. All right, we're going to actually speed run some of these uh, shallow guys. Sorry, okay. I babbled a little bit too much about Alec Manoa and uh, A.J. Smith-Shaver. But uh, these shallow guys are being picked up. Let me know if you're in on them and, and what, what you think of Jesus Sanchez in Miami. Is he relevant for the uh, shallow formats now? I think he is. I mean, as long as he's going to play regularly, uh, we know he's got power. I, you know, it's just the problem has been playing time with him. And yeah. so uh, if he plays regularly, I think he's going to be viable for shallow leagues. We mentioned Taylor Ward. We're both in on him to mm-hmm. start the year. You said you'd definitely take him for Bregman or for DeGrom, rather. You good on him in shallow formats, 10s, 12s? Absolutely. I tried to grab him in the one league he became available for me uh, and really bummed I missed that out by like seven bucks. So. Um, yeah, I still love him. I, I hope mm-hmm. I hope he can still have a quality season. That lineup that lineup is panning out. By the way, this guy's putting up the fantasy numbers: six homers, nine steals, but eighty-two WRC plus for Joey Weimer has made him volatile. People are getting back in as he heats back up. What say you about Joey Weimer for shallower formats? Uh, I think this is a really good week to stream him. Um, they've got a really good matchup. So you know, against Oakland pitching. Uh, so, but it, and in Cincy, in, right? Yeah, I know that that was. That was a wraparound series. Sorry. Yeah. Continue. Um, but he just swings and misses so damn much. And, and yeah. that that's going to make him, like you said, a volatile player. I'll never forget the description I heard of him at Arizona Fall. He plays with his hair on fire. I see that every time I watch him play. Mm-hmm. His skills scream that. Uh, Willie Castro, you know, with with Lewis returning and, and a few other guys actually returning, people are wondering where his playing time is going to come from. But he keeps playing, keeps hitting. Is Willie Castro... Mixed league, uh, shallow league viable with five homers and 11 steals. I mean, I think he is. This, uh, 
I picked him up in a couple leagues, but I left him on the bench because a lot of his games were versus Tampa this week. So, yeah. um, But I think moving forward, it, I mean, he's going to play pretty regularly. They're really, really beaten up. And Castro's shown, you know, some really good skills. And I think people kind of forget he was, a, you know, a really interesting prospect not too long ago with your Tigers. So, And he was a 2020 uh, gem. You know, it was yeah. a shallow season, of course, so it's not a year. But he was showing some things there. Obviously, he was riding a very high BABIP, too, 448, which is obscene. But as far as like showing a little bit of punch, he actually didn't show his speed that that during those 36 games. But he's always had a little bit of speed, and you know he could be pretty interesting right now. I should have paired Owen Miller with Weimer since they're both on the same team. But Miller has four homers, eight steals, and a 125 WRC plus. Now, kind of liked him a bit last year when he got some things going, but it didn't really pan out for Cleveland. Now here in Milwaukee, is he putting some things together that are worthwhile, or is it just a hot babbit with a 356 for uh, Owen Miller? Um, I think I think there is some legitimacy to this. My only question becomes like, what does the playing time look like as they start to get healthy? Luis Urias is now back. Wade Adamas is supposed to be back here shortly. It's going to become a more crowded situation, especially if Joey Weimer continues to you know improve. Like, where is Owen Miller going to play regularly? That being said, they've been batting high up in the lineup, and so it'd be weird to go from batting first and second to on the bench. To um, not playing, yeah. Yeah, so I think he will probably get to play as long as he's hitting well, and he's hitting well right now. Yeah, I, th- I think he can keep his job by continuing to perform well, and I do think it makes him mixed league or shallow league viable. Uh, Nolan Jones out in Colorado. Anytime there's a piece of Colorado, people are going to have some intrigue. Is there enough for the shallower formats to get involved, though? I think they're going to be home for at least part of the week. If No, actually, the, no, the whole so that, week. Yeah, the why. whole week. Yeah, I think it's more of a matter of a home stream right here. Uh, I mean, I like Nolan Jones, but the Rockies don't seem to. So, like, it, I, I don't too, trust. Too young. Yeah, I don't trust that they're going to let him continue to play. Uh, but, I mean, if he hits well, I, they may not have any other option but to just give him an opportunity. So, I think you stream him for now and then, you know, kind of play things uh, by ear. Adam Duvall's on rehab right now, coming back from that injury after that amazing hot start. You scooping him up where he was cut in shower formats right now in anticipation of a return? If you need power, I don't know if there's going to be a whole lot of other great power options like that you can get for fairly affordable. You know, instead of spending 200 bucks on L.A. De La Cruz, you might want to just spend you know a few bucks on uh, Adam Duvall. Great call. Your boys brought up Patrick Bailey, a switch hitting catcher that I really like. Uh, he's hit the ground running. So that puts him on the radar for at least two catcher leagues. He has dreadful skills right now, 33% K, 2% walk in his 52 plate appearances. But is Patrick Bailey a two-catcher option in 12s and below? I uh, think he is for now, but at the moment Joey Bart comes back, I think he goes back down to the minors. So, it's, um, it seems that way. Yeah, and, and they're getting healthy too. Jock Peterson back, Tyro Estrada back. Uh, this is now becoming a more crowded situation where he can't get those plate appearances in other places. I imagine folks did not think that uh, – Michael Soroka would be sent down when they were picking him up in shallow yeah. leagues this weekend. So we know that you're not going to co-sign that. Would you pick him up in deeper leagues where he gets cut because of this? No. Okay, that's fair. Clark Schmidt making his way back into the shallow pool because things are finally working for him. He's shown flashes throughout the year, but constantly couldn't avoid the blow-up inning. He's finally doing that, stringing three good ones together and five out of six. Uh, with May putting up a 352 ERA and a 273 FIP, 33 Ks and 30 and two thirds, Yin on the Clark Schmidt train for shallow formats. 
I think you got to until uh, he kind of comes back down to earth. He's been really, really good over his last few starts. Uh, gets a two-step this week, so I think that's one of the reasons why he was a popular pickup. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're finally starting to see that kind of promise that uh, everybody drafted him for and then had to drop him when he didn't deliver on. So, uh, yep. yeah, I like Clark and that you got to stick with guys like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to hold them, but you got to keep those guys in your mind that if they do turn it around, you jump back in. Trevor Rogers is kind of the hitting or pitching version of Duvall, only in that he's on rehab. His skills weren't that great when he left, but he was better than he was last year. Four ERA, 122 whip. You picking up Trevor Rogers in shallow formats in anticipation of his return. Yeah, he reportedly just had an amazing uh, last rehab start. Uh, went five innings, uh, struck out a bunch of guys. So uh, it sounds like he's going to be back sooner rather than later. I've always been a Trevor Rogers guy. I continue to be a Trevor Rogers guy until I die. It may end up killing me, but I <laughs> love Trevor Rogers. So yeah, I'm back in. Yeah, missing a ton of bats in his nine innings through two rehab starts, of course. That's a small sample, but he'll get at least one more start. I think they said at AAA Jacksonville, and hopefully he picks it back up because I love him too. Totally co-sign everything who, you said who, who there. Who gets knocked out of this rotation, though? Dude. That's a really fair question because they are loaded. Is it Edward Cabrera or is or do they go six man? I think you got to consider six man. Alcantara, Garrett, Lazardo, Cabrera, Perez, and Cabrera's actually found some things lately uh, where he's not, uh, you know, he's still walking too many guys, but it's not killing him. And he put up a huge gem against Oakland, which I know it's Oakland, but he he went to Colorado and put up six Ks, one walk. In six I, innings, so I think you reshuffle that rotation. You got three righties, three lefties. Go six man. You can alternate righty lefty, righty lefty every day. I love it. I love it there. All right. Well, we finished it all right there on time. That was actually perfect for the speed round. We didn't need to talk about Justin Lawrence closing in Colorado. I know if you no. need saves, you got to be desperate, but I don't want any piece of that. Justin, we'll be back later in the week to talk more about some two-step guys. I uh, hope you have a great week. Talk to you later. Take, take it easy.